Welcome to another episode of the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the Ultimate One, and I'm coming to you live from New York City on a Monday um, on a cool night. Uh, we're gonna cover tonight the um, the two pay-per-views or the one of the pay-per-views for the weekend and one show that happened in New York. And we're gonna be talking about the Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor um, event, and we're gonna talk about fighting. Spirit Unleashed in New York. So we're going to talk about those two events. Um, first of all, we're going to start off with the Ring of Honor. Um, the pre-show match was pretty good. It was a uh, Jeff Cobb versus Brody King, and this was the first, I believe, was Brody King's first um, singles match. And um, Jeff Cobb and Brody King, they went at it. It was it looked like an old school New Japan strong style wrestling match. Um, two big bulls going at it. Um, it was a great match. And they're hard hitting. Um, at the end, though, Jeff Cobb defeated Brody King. And they ended up shaking each other's hand. It was a great match for a pre-show. It was a, I think it was the first time I ever saw a AEW, um, I'm sorry, AEW, a Ring of Honor event that... Um, <clears throat> They start a pay-per-view where they start a pre-show. Usually, I see these when I go to a live event when they'll have the, the, the shows and the TV tapings or whatever they need to do. But this is the first time they're actually doing the pre-show. I guess they're following WWE with the pre-shows and uh, all they leave wrestling or, or um, AEW. So, it was a good way to start the show um, with... Um, Death Before Dishonor. The next match, which it was the start of the show, was a number one contender tournament that uh, Ring of Honor is doing right now. So who gets to fight the champion? Uh, it was Marty Scroll versus Cole Cabana. It was a very good match. Also, Cole Cabana, I was surprised that he's even actually going for the title, being that he mostly been um, um, being more of a commentator for Ring of Honor. Marty Scroll, being Marty Scroll himself, did what he had to do. Uh, at the end of that match, Marty Scroll ended up defeating um, Cole Cabana. But it was a good match. It was a, a very hard-hitting, a very technical match in, in the beginning. So even though Coke Banner had a, a height advantage, a weight advantage over Marty Scroll, but Marty Scroll ended up giving the, pla- the black plague and beating Coke Cabana. Um, and in another number one contender tournament match, PCO versus Kenny King. Um, Kenny King and PCO, they pretty much went at it. And, you know, but PCO always take um, too much risk. At one point, he um, there was um, some bricks, like uh, cylinder blocks outside the ring. And um, Mr. PCO took a dive and it looked like he almost ate those cylinder, uh, cylinder blocks. And um, Kenny King, of course, took advantage when he um, PCO looked like he wasn't going to be able to continue the match. But he ended up... Kenny King taking advantage of that situation, but PCO, you know, um, he ended up winning the match because uh, Kenny King gave his uh, valet a cattle prod with electricity, and she went and pretty much uh, hit the electro cattle prod on PCO. But you know, PCO is going to get charged up. You can't give him electricity. That's his gimmick, and he ended up choking. Oh, pretty much more like a choke. It looked like a chokehold to me. Oh, and he ended up pinning uh, Kenny King in this match. So PCO and Marty Scroll, both of those guys, will go to um, um, to the next round of the number one contender tournament. Then we have the Ring of Honor women's title match. Angelina Love against Kelly Klein. Of course, Kelly Klein is the champion in this match. 
Um, this match has been a good builder for the last uh, since April 6th, since the night the, the Allure um, ended up showing up at the G1 Supercard in Madison Square Garden. Um, Angelina Love being Angelina Love from the old, from back in the days with Impact or TNA, whatever you want to call it now. Uh, there was a pretty good match. Um, of course, Manny DeLeon got involved in this match. And um, um, and it looked like she sprayed, um, or she tried to spray Kelly Klein, but instead of caught Angelina Love, uh, Angelina Love needed two Botox uh, moves to beat Kelly Klein. And she ended up winning the Ring of Honor Women's Title, uh, Women's Title, and she becomes, I believe, a seven-time Women's Champion, um, and that is including the ones where she won an Impact and Knockouts Championship. Um, and then right after that, we had a very good match, which was Jonathan Gresham against Jay Lethal. This was a very technical match. Um, these two guys showed they skilled whatever at one point it looked like Jonathan Christian wanted to use a chair to take the advantage on Mr. Um, Lito but uh, Lito stopped him and told him you know you can't beat me in the ring you have to use a chair uh, at the end uh, Jonathan Christian locked Gretch, uh, put the Gresham lock on Jay Lito and made Lito submit which is um, kind of weird it looks like now Jay Lito is, is um, pretty much um, is um kind of uh, jobbing to these young wrestlers for Ring of Honor. I don't know what's Jay Lethal's status as far as Ring of Honor, but who knows? But we'll be right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. The Bouncers versus Silas Young and Vinny Marsili was the next match. This match um, for... On paper, it would look like a, you know, not a, a main event match if you see it, but this match was pretty good. It was a barroom brawl. Everything goes. Everything was used. Chairs, tables, candlesticks. At one point, uh, I think they used uh, the edge of the uh, broken uh, pool stick and they robbed it on top of the uh, uh, Mahoney's head. I mean, it was a bloody match. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I like those matches where, you know, anything goes type matches. And it looked like, um, it looked like uh, Vinny Marcellius and Silas Young were going to win this match. And um, Josh Woods accompanied Silas Young in this match. It looked like he was going to get involved. He kept saying, oh, I don't like what's going on, blah, blah, blah. But at the end, the bouncers ended up beating uh, Silas Young and Vinny Marcellia in this match. And it was a pretty good match for what it was worth. I mean, so far as I was seeing this this uh, pay-per-view, I was like, wow, you know, Ring of Honor really turned it around from the last pay-per-views that they had and the ones that I saw. Um, but this was a pretty good match. Then we had Shane Taylor uh, in a four-way match that had Dragon Lee, uh, Williams, and I believe it was Flip Gorton. And it was a four-way. Dragon Leech uh, was uh, a surprise entry into this match. It was supposed to be a three-way for the TV title. And at the end, Shane Taylor won that match. Um, Dragon Leech, um, surprising enough, was in this match. 
Um, so after you know all the nonsense that we're going on at CMML, we will talk about in a few minutes. Um, so, but Dragon Lee looks like he's gonna be the next guy to challenge um, Shane Taylor for that match. Uh, for the title so who you know we will see what happened maybe they'll wrestle in final battle in december so that's a it was a good match it was a pretty good match um then we had the briscoes versus lifeblood lifeblood had bandito and mark haskin this was a good match uh, bandito of course always doing the craziest bumps and craziest move in this match um at the end the um the briscoes ended up defeating lifeblood um, after the match was the one that was kind of weird because uh, Mark Haskins' wife was on in uh, in the arena and uh, she was sitting right in front of the toward the barricades and all that. And at one point after the match, um, Bully Ray came in and started attacking Mark Haskins and uh, Bandito. Then out of nowhere, Tracy Williams came in to to save um, Haskins and Bandito, and all of a sudden, Flip Gorton comes out of nowhere. And hits a Tracy Williams right behind the back with a candlestick. Um, it was kind of weird because you know that Flip Gordon and Bubba Ray they had those crazy matches last year and they never, you know, they they never got along. So and at the end, um, Bubba Ray decided then to power bomb Mark Haskin in front of his wife or his girlfriend, whoever she was. And it looks like that's going to be the next few coming up, building up for uh, final battle. Which it looks like, you know, I thought Bubba Ray was gone, but I guess not. But he makes it exciting. He makes it uh, something to watch. Then the next last match, and it was the main event, it was Matt Tavern, Matt Taven against uh, Roosh. And um, it was for the world title. This match was pretty good. It was, uh, these guys are not new to fighting each other. They wrestle in CMML. Um, uh, a little history lesson, Rush, Roosh beat Matt Taven in a hair versus mask match or oh, hair versus hair and Taven that's how Taven lost his hair and that's why he showed up um, last year or the beginning of this year with a new haircut um, and that was it but uh, Rouge ended up defeating Matt Taven for the um, for the world title and now Rouge is the new Ring of Honor world champion but uh, there's more to this um, whole episode when Rouge winning the belt but uh, we're going to take another break and we will be right back. And we're back. So the, the situation that I was talking about, the CMML situation, um, it looks like Dragon Lee and Rouge, who are brothers, were fired on Friday night or Friday, actually Friday night after Rouge won the Ring of Honor world title. And everyone, even myself, was wondering, like, what the hell happened? How they let Rouge and Dragon Lee go? Rouge still had, a, a, still, I think, another year and a half left in his contract. I don't know what was Dragon Lee's status, but it seems like Paco Alonso's daughter, who is now running CMML, decided to fire these two guys um, because supposedly um, they were not going following company policy um there was reports that uh dragon lee was told not to go to pwg's battle of los angeles and he still ended up going and the higher ups from cmml did not like that they felt like he was uh, being a rebel and they decided to fire him but there's word going around that did um the uh, paco alonso's daughter and her little goons are cutting back on 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 contracts cutting back on financial stuff even um payment from wrestlers going to uh, out of the country and um t- 
taking um, half a pay cut out of the wrestlers' earnings. It's just a nonsense. Ever since Paco Alonso passed away this past summer, it looks like CMML is going down. Now, them losing um, Roosh and Dragon Lee, two of the main superstars in CMML, it looks like that's not a good move. Now, Triple Mania, a triple, not Triple Mania, Triple A could go and take advantage of this and end up picking up Roosh and um, Dragon Lee. But remember, uh, Roosh is the Ring of Honor champion. His contract is up, I think, at the end of the year. So, and, and to top it all, Dragon Lee and Roosh cannot use those names outside of, out of Mexico because that is a trademark of CMML. So, there's a lot of nonsense going on, as you can see. When it comes to uh, CMML and now with Roosh being the Ring of Honor World Champion. And most likely, don't be surprised if Ring of Honor signs him to a big deal and give him a lot of money. Just like what Matt Taven, Matt Taven wrestled his last match Friday when he lost the belt. But as it turned out, it looks like uh, Ring of Honor and Sinclair Station ended up giving him a lot of money for him to stay and Matt Taven said it at the, at the night after the event that he is staying for ring with Ring of Honor so he's not going to double, uh, AEW he's not going to WWE so at least that's a good move I believe because he is the like the, the hottest heel in Ring of Honor and his whole gimmick is pretty good and his out of the kingdom so Ring of Honor cannot deserve to lose another uh, wrestler with that caliber so that's a good move then um, let's talk about now of uh, the New Japan show that happened on Saturday. Actually, this weekend, there was one in Lowell's, Massachusetts. There was one in New York and one in Philadelphia. And that's Fighting Spirit Unleashed for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, they were able to go and do the one in Boston or Lowell, Massachusetts. But they were having technical issues in New York on Saturday when the show was supposed to start at 7. Ended up starting at 8.30. All because... Um, there was no ambulance in the arena of the ambulance company that the Hammerstein Ballroom uses, and they were not to be uh, they were not to be seen or nowhere to be heard. And, and according to um, sources and um, the dirt sheets, they claim that someone called the ambulance company early in the morning Saturday and said that um, New Japan had canceled their show, even though it was sold out that they canceled it. So the ambulance never showed up at the arenas. At the end, four ambulances ended up showing up. Um, and I felt so bad because I saw the show on, on Saturday where the vice president of New Japan kept telling the fans, I'm sorry, you know, there's been technical issues. And the fans were nice enough to say, it's okay. They're trying to own okay until Rocky Romero then spoke to the fan through a t-shirt and the show was going to be on. I mean, who will know who will sabotage this event? Um, anybody could have done. They could have been a, a WWE fan. It could have been uh, AEW fan, you know, because right now there's a, supposedly a war and there's all these wrestling uh, promotions right now trying to stay, you know, in the wrestling fans' eye and making sure that, you know, that um, they're going to be seen also. So that's something for, for us guys to check it out. But we'll be right back after this. And we're back. Uh, we're going to go through the New Japan show. The New Japan show fight, Fighting Spirit Unleashed in New York. Started off with TJP, uh, TJ Parker, who was the former cruiserweight champion for WWE. The former suicide. Um, 
He ended up wrestling the young lion Ren Narita. And this was a pretty good match, even though TJ Parker uh, pretty much dominated most of the match. Narita showed his true, you know, his true skills. But at the end, TJ Parker ended up defeating Ren uh, Narita. He didn't get a good reception from the fans. People were not feeling him the way they do. But who knows? But the next match, it will, and this one, he, this person got a lot, a loud pop, and people were singing along. Was Lance Archer versus Young Lion Carl Frederick? This match, Carl Frederick brought it to Lance Archer. I mean, and Lance Archer tried to dominate and bully Carl Frederick. I mean, he's a Young Lion, but the Young Lion just brought it to him. Um, but Lance Archer keeps impressing me all the time. This guy's a seven footer who does things in the ring that you'd be like, wow. He has improved so much this year. I mean, since David Boy Smith left New Japan, his killer Lee Squad partner, uh, and look like Lance Archer is taking advantage of this and trying to make him a single career where you see this big man doing stuff that reminds me of uh, Big Van Vader, who was the greatest big man ever in wrestling. So, but Lance Archer ended up beating Carl Frederick when he put him, everybody dies, claw hole on his head, and ended up pinning him. Then we had the tag team match between Juice Robinson and Mick, Mikey Nichols versus Alex Conflin and Clark Connors, two more guys from the LA Dojo. Uh, and they, um, this match was pretty much, it was pretty good. But Juice Robinson and Mickey, uh, Mikey Nichols, with the experience, ended up beating, defeating these two guys. Uh, Clark Connors, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, high uh, expectation for this guy. Um, he looks very good. He's a young lion. He's training LA Dojo with uh, Shibata. So that's things that people got to watch. This guy's pretty good. Then we had the IWGP tag team title match between the Gorillas of Destiny versus Sho and Joe. Actually, let me see. Was it a tag team match? Uh, actually, no. It wasn't a tag. It was a six-man match. Yeah, it was a six-man. I'm sorry. Uh, it, was, it wasn't It was a title match. It was the Gorillas of Destiny along with Jado versus Rapongi 3k this match is pretty it was pretty good um of course Jado used his candlestick to beat him uh to beat the 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 Rapongi 3k um and um you know Rapongi 3k kind of surprised me because they beat uh the Grizz of Destiny in a eight-man tag twice in two nights and I think it was um the destruction shows where they, they, they uh yo pin one night uh tamatanga and the next night he beat tangaloa that's how they got the title shot but they fought the night before in lower massachusetts that's what the confusion i'm, I'm having here and uh the gorillas of destiny beat rapongi vice and for the tag team title match and a tag team title match the night before but this one was a six man gorillas of destiny and jato versus rapongi 3k and it was pretty good just you know uh Gorillas of Destinies, you know, show the little way they know how to cheat. And ended up winning that match. Then we had a special event, a special match for Taiga Hitori, who was going to referee his last New Japan uh, wrestling match. Taiga Hitori, who's been in New Japan for 50 years, and this was his last U.S. show he was going to have. Uh, so it was... Hiroshi Tadahashi with the Rock and Roll Express versus Lij Naido Ibushi and Shingo Takagi. Um, this was a good match. Um, Rock and Roll Express pretty much surprised me, but they still wrestling. They still doing anything. Uh, Ricky Morton 
dove from the middle of the road. 63 years old. This guy is still doing it. And I got to give him props. At the end, Tanahashi and Rock and Roll Express ended up beating um, LIJ. And uh, at the worst, uh, they gave uh, flowers. And the whole family of Tiger Hitori came into the ring. And they all celebrated. And that was a pretty good match. Uh, then we had the Hiroki Goto Ishii in Amazing Red. That was a match that I was very surprised to see in Amazing Red. I haven't seen Amazing Red wrestle in a long time. The last time I went to want to see him uh, uh, to wrestle in Amazing, uh, Amazing Red was supposed to wrestle. was in House of Glory back in April 6th, but he was, got hurt. He was injured. They were worried he was going to retire. Well, these guys, Goldie, Ishii, and Amazing Red versus Bullet Club, which it was Jay White, Chase Owens, and Ghetto. And this match was pretty much Bullet Club cheating, a lot of, you know, Jay White playing game. Goto actually at the end caught um, Ghetto, who tried to hit um, um, Goto with the brass knuckles. That didn't work. And he got, uh, he watched Katashi, and he got, um, uh, Ghetto got pinned for this one. So the Goto, Ishii, and Amazing Red beat Bullet Club in this match. Then we had the never open weight title match, which to me was very, very boring. The people did not react to this match. It was Kenta versus Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi is the most boring, most boring New Japan wrestler. To this day, I cannot get, I tried to, you know, get in his bad wagon, get into his whole thing of, of you know, support him, but this guy is crap. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. Uh, it just didn't, nobody reacted to this match. Um, it was almost 30, 20, 25, 30 minute match. Um, Kenta, most of the match dominated that match. And at the end, Kenta defeated him. And though the bull, um, the Gorillas of Destiny came into the ring and tried to interfere um, to give Kenta an easier win. But then uh, Tiger Hattori came in, grabbed both of the Bullet Club members by the ears and took them out. But Kenta still beat him. And Yoshihashi, I think he put, um, no, he put him to go to sleep. And he put them to sleep. And Yoshihashi ended up losing to Kenta. This match was the most boring match in the whole card. Which kind of like, I expect Kenta to do better than that. But it's Yoshihashi. This guy is garbage. I never liked him. I never liked him. So, then the uh, the main event for this was uh, Sonata and Evil versus Okada and Ibushi. Um, this was a pretty good match. But at the end, in this match... Evil pin Ibushi. Now, Evil and Ibushi are supposed to face off in Kevin Pro for the certificate right to wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom for a title. What was the time champion at that time? And by Evil pinning Ibushi, that gives you a, a feeling that uh, Ibushi got his hands full and he could lose the certificate to Evil come King of Pro. So, yeah, that's why I love New Japan because it's, you have to defend that belt. You win the G, not the belt, but the certificate. We win the G1 climax in the summer. Now you got to defend the certificate and hope you able to keep it from here to January, which is Wrestle Kingdom. But you know, and that was pretty much the uh, fighting spirit on Leech um, that happened on Saturday. Um, I did not get to see the one on Sunday because I don't think they were streaming it. 
so uh, which was in Philadelphia. But hopefully, you know, I get my hands on that, and I'll probably give you a little feedback on that. And other news: Omega looks Kenny Omega looks like he might turn on the young buck. And the reason I say that is because if you've been watching BTE, he's been doing a lot of stuff that the young bucks are not too happy. And then today's BTE that was on YouTube today shows that it looked like Kenny Omega. After receiving a text from the young boy saying we need the cleaner back, it looked like he was gonna get this dark glasses, the same glasses he used to wear back in New Japan, and he was gonna come back as the cleaner. But instead, he took the 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 sunglasses and threw them in the garbage. So, what does that mean for Wednesday, the night the AEW uh, premieres? Um, as you all know, um, Omega is supposed to team up with the Young Bucks to the Elite against Chris Jericho, and most likely it will be PMP, which is Pride, Pride and Powerful, which, aka LAX, Santana and Ortiz. Um, but it looks like Omega is going to turn on the Young Bucks because if you think about it, the Elite, you're going to keep calling it the Elite, and then the Federation is called All Elite Wrestling. And you're calling yourself the elite, meaning you're better than everybody there. So I see that it's going to be a breakup there. Um, and it could happen. Because I think they're going to push Moxley as the baby face, crazy baby face. So that could happen. Also, CM Punk um, settled his lawsuit with Cole Cabana. Um, I mean, I don't know much about that. He claims that Cabana tried to extort him. But it is what it is. CM Punk has been making a lot of news lately. Especially with this Fox Sport thing, look like he's gonna be working for Fox Sport for backstage uh, show for WWE. So I see him back in WWE. All that bull crap he talked about WWE, I see his stupid ass in there again. Cause I mean he's becoming annoying. Um, he wants everybody to open up the gates for him because he's CM Punk. And this is just my opinion. A lot of you guys, you may not have to agree with it, but. Uh, um, it looks like, you know, that's what he wanted. He wanted AEW, I guess, to open up the arms. Oh, here, you can have everything. But hey, once you talk bad about AEW at an ESPN interview back in the summer, you pretty much, you know, you pretty much bury your career because if you WWE does you wrong again, you will not become an AEW. So it's, you know, it's, it's something to think about. Um, also, um, uh, and also, I uh, this this word that most likely Jack Swagger may sign with AEW. Um, I don't know where he fits in there, but it'll be cool to see Jack Swagger. Maybe they, you know, WWE didn't know how to use him. They, yes, he was a world champion a couple of times, but he was like the Kurt Angle version, uh, back then. And then after that, they just bury him. They had him with Cesaro, and that was a good tag team, but I don't know what else can you do, but anyway. This is pretty much the show. Uh, I want to thank those who have subscribed to my um, podcast, The Jokesland Wrestling Report. I also have my YouTube channel called The Ultimate One Wrestling News. Uh, I just downloaded an AEW preview this past Saturday. Uh, uh, if you want more information on that, just go to Ultimate, the number one wrestling news on my YouTube channel. Um also, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Discord, um, Instagram. So everything, all that information on top of that um, YouTube channel. So you could get your hands on that. Um, give me your comments, your feedback, on whatever you you feel here. The same thing goes here for this uh, um, this 
Audio Podcast. You can find me at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts, among other places that has um, audio podcasts. But I want to thank everybody for subscribing. I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, everybody from Portugal, India, Canada, Australia, United Kingdom, the United States. Um, I want to thank everybody for supporting it. And I will definitely see you guys on Thursday where I will do a review of the AEW debut that will happen this Wednesday at TNT at 8 o'clock. For that, have a good night.